0: what's going on everybody welcome back to the member country music podcast we have an exciting one coming for you this week we have shelby lee low on the show we talked about a ton it was a blast but most importantly we talked about his new record stubborn art which is out now if you're not listening to it trust me you're missing out shelby lee low is on the RCM podcast coming at you what's going on everybody welcome back to another episode of the member country music podcast i want to say i'm going to go out on a limb here and say that this might be episode 70 if i'm counting correctly i think it's episode 70 if i'm wrong it might be 71 but anyway there's 70 straight weeks 71 straight weeks with 70 71 awesome people and uh today's another one i got shelby Lilo on the uh in the hot seat with me i like to say hot seat but in reality, it's not that intimidating. Okay. We, we really, we really talk about nothing intimidating. So uh, it's really not that intimidating. And I'm probably the least intimidating guy that you'll ever meet in your entire life. So you have nothing to worry about. Shelby, man, thanks for coming to hang out with me. I appreciate it. I'm really glad that I get to talk to you here. How are you? What's going on?
1: Man, I'm doing great. I'm uh, super pumped to be talking to you today. You know, I've been um, playing shows and promoting my latest album all week. And, um, it's been fun, man. It's been a really cool experience the last few days.
0: Yeah, right. I mean, I, th- I feel like it's one of those things and we're going to kind of dive into the album here in a little bit. But um, I feel like, uh, you know, you release a record and, and it's a it's a full project and it's something that you that you, that you pour a lot of a lot of uh, time in, a lot of heart in, a lot of soul in. And um, kind of when it comes out, you just you know, you just want to let it go and say, here you go. But that's so tough because, you know. Again, you put so much time and money and and, and heart and soul into it. And, uh, you know, you just want it to be perceived well. But um, b- before we get into a little bit about that record, I just want to, uh, you know, let everyone know, I just already told you this record's fantastic. It's awesome. It's out there to the world. Um, it's a great sound. And um, I love it. So you should be so proud of it. But like I said, we'll dive into that in a little bit. Now um, oh, you yeah. flatter
1: me, man. I appreciate you.
0: Listen, buddy, that's what I'm here for. You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what I'm here for. You know, I want, I want to put a smile on your face. <laughs> That's why I sit down here. Um, yeah. But, but it's great. So we'll, we'll dive into that in a little bit, but um, let's kind of just, just, uh, you know, get a little background on you here. You're a Tennessee born and raised guy, right? You, you, you grew up pretty close to Nashville. Um, uh, you're a Titans fan. I know that, you know,
1: tighten mm-hmm. up, Yeah,
0: tighten up. Tighten <laughs> up. I'll take it. I don't hate the Titans. I'm a Vikings fan. You know, I got nothing against the Titans, but um you know, tough,
1: tough game for for y'all yesterday. We won't get into it. It was almost a tough game for my Titans, but somehow they pulled it off. Man, that was probably one of the most exciting games I've ever watched.
0: Hey, dude, at least at least one of us won here, right? I mean, like, there we
1: go.
0: I mean, I, if it, I'd rather one of us win than neither of us win, so you know, I, you <laughs> know, I can't really complain. It was a heartbreaker. It hurt. I think it's going to be another rough year for us, but whatever. I mean, listen it's it, I've been a Vikings fan my entire life and my entire life has been filled with disappointment except for one season. One time was basically a non disappointing year, but you know, it's another conversation for another day. But like I said, you grew up about uh, like an hour from Nashville, right? Am I correct? Yes, there? sir. What what town is that?
1: Well, I kind of grew up in between two towns. Okay. Uh, so there's a, there's a town called Cornersville where I went to high school and it's a very, very small little town. And I, and um There's a town called Lewisburg where I live now. And I kind of grew up in between the two towns and a little community called Possum Trot. So cool. Not even a real town. It's just like a stretch of land. That's
0: you're you're in, you're in the, uh, the limbo, the middle, you're just in the limbo period, right in the middle.
1: BFE, if you will. Yeah. (laughs) There you go.
0: There you go. Um, so, so obviously, you know, geographically growing up where you, where, where you did, um, you know, country music was, was, was there obviously. And, and, and it's kind of hard for you not to get involved or, or not to at least listen to it in some aspect. Um, kind of what, what was that like for you as, as a, as a, as a kid, you know, some of your earliest earliest memories music wise, what was it, was it always playing? You know, like, what did you listen to? I mean, you, you kind of have this like near traditional sound going on to you in my personal opinion. I don't know if that's how you classify yourself, but um, that's kind of what I, what I take from, from you. So, you know, who are you listening to? Where do those influences come? Cause I'm, I'm always interested and I hate asking the influence question, but I'm always interested to hear like um, you know, what people listen to. And even now, like, who do you, who do you listen to now that you pull stuff from? Because, you know, there's one thing to say of what you listen to, you know, when your parents are playing your music, right. Cause you know, you always listen to what they liked and I I do that too. I love that. Right. But then that changes and you say like, Oh, like this, this is really cool. Um, So like, who are you listening to now? Who do you listen to then? Like where are all these influences coming from to make your sound?
1: Sure, man. Well, you know, uh, growing up in the South, are especially close to Nashville, of course, you hear a lot of country music. Um, you know, you can't you can't escape country music in the in the nineties, the nineteen nineties. It was everywhere. But also, just um, you know, Southern rock is huge. So I I I heard a lot of Southern rock growing up. Uh, my parents are um, uh, are probably older than most kids my age, and uh, I listened to a lot of Elvis Presley. I listen to oldies radio so I, I i grew up listening to bill withers and james taylor and uh a bunch of just a wide variety of things and um you know as i got older i i listened to um different kinds of rock and rap and you know i kind of almost fell out of love with country music in middle school i, I guess I, I guess it wasn't cool for a minute and um you get in i got into high school playing high school football. Um, you know just hanging out with the boys and tracy lawrence comes on the radio and i'm singing along to paint me a birmingham and it's like man this is really good stuff you know i what have i been missing out on so i um you know i listen to a lot of um 90s country like tracy lawrence and uh 80s 90s guys like george Strait, and but my dad was always he my parents weren't huge country music fans but I would always hear my dad singing songs by Buck Owens and Merle Haggard and uh, Hank Williams. So I I, I kind of heard all those songs sung by my dad more than I heard the original recordings, but I, I, you know, I always had a love for that music just through him really. And um, I had a great uncle who was a uh, guitar player and he, he tried to teach me guitar when I was like 14, 15, the first thing he ever tried to teach me was Folsom prison blues. Right? <laughs> so it really, you know, it kind of got me in, got me back into country music yeah. and, um uh, there were some pretty good, that was about the time that Eric church was coming out and Chris Young was coming out. So there was some, there was some pretty good country music being made in the, you know, two thousands. So I, I kind of, d- I dove into that stuff and, um, I think I think a lot of who I am now is the Merle Haggard stuff, Bakersfield Sound, Dwight Yoakam, George Strait, just a mix of all the the country influences I had from a kid, mixed in with some of the stuff I loved from the two thousands.
0: See, that's I, I I think the Bakersfield Sound is is spot on. Um, you know, I think that that's all that's all awesome, and I love the fact that. That you were like, oh, I almost fell out of love with country music, which is funny because about middle school, high school, I fell in love with country music. So it's funny how that works out. But I mean, um, the southern rock is 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 um, definitely something I grew up on um, a little bit, uh, and and I think it's it's cool that you have all these, you know, uh, different um, different things that you're pulling from, I and mean, even like a little rap, like that's super cool too. So. Um, I think it's cool, and I think it helps songwriting and things like that too, where you could pull influences um, in that aspect. Uh, you know, what's funny is you uh, last night. All right, I'm gonna preface it like this: I love music, and I love. I'm not a big reader, but I've recently. I've recently started reading, books that pertain to music. Like I'm reading right now, the life of um, Simon Garfunkel. Art, yeah no you know what i'm saying i just messed yeah. up but you know what i'm saying um um so paul simon, uh, paul simon that's what i'm saying yeah. what am i saying okay listen monday come on you gotta get the gears going but um i i'm reading that book currently and i i also have um the life of music of george jones so i'm about to read too but it's funny how like you kind of like want to know about these people and like kind of know where things came from and i'm not musical at all but when i listen to music i would like 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 it's nice for me to know like the backstory of these certain things right um so it's funny that you said folsom prison blues because uh because um last night i watched and i introduced my girlfriend to walk the line which nice is a fantastic movie as as a movie and um just kind of hearing uh you know, like, like going through the whole, the whole story of like what Johnny Cash went through and all those things was, was, was crazy and like super eye opening Cause like, you wouldn't know that unless you were, you know, June or Johnny or like someone close to him. Right. So, um, you know, it's, it's kind of cool to, uh, to dive into it, that aspect. But the, what, the reason why I brought that up is because she was like, um, you know, he's in California. Like, isn't that a little odd that he lives in California and not like in Nashville. And I'm like, well, you know, there's this whole country music side in California in, in Bakersfield. And she was like, really? And I was like, yeah, like John party, like that's like his area kind of deal. And I was naming people as she might know. um, And she was like, I had no clue. And I feel like at one point I had no clue. And I feel like a ton of people have no clue. So it's kind of cool how, you know, you, you take, you pull the Bakersfield sound. And like you said, that's like kind of your, your gist. And I think it's, it's, it's awesome. And it's like, and it's different and like, you don't always necessarily hear it. And I would completely agree with you. So that long rambling conversation of what I just said, that's what I was getting at. I just think it's cool.
1: (laughs) Well, thanks, man. Yeah. I, I really just love, um, I love the twangy stuff. That's just good old country music, man. You know, I, I, you talk about George Jones, um, I think he's probably probably the greatest singer that ever lived, man. He's he's up there for sure. So that's, that's good stuff.
0: What's your favorite George Jones song, if you had to pick?
1: You know, um, it's hard to say anything other than he stopped loving her today. Yeah. But uh, his version of uh, Bartender's Blues is, um, you know, I guess I got, you know, you give me three songs to play at any bar on a, on a jukebox. That's probably one of them.
0: <laughs> that's that I you know what honestly i uh I couldn't agree more I love that song, but I will have to say that um that I am a big uh the one I loved back then fan I don't know why i it might be the drop like that that little uh I'm not even gonna attempt to recreate what I'm trying to say, but if you know the song you know what I'm talking about I love that song oh, yeah. so um yeah, I don't know I'm just a fan of his and I, I think his story's kind of cool too so. Um, I'm excited to read that. But yes, I, I, I would agree with you if you. Okay, so you're at a bar. Let's, let's just preface this. If you're at a bar, right? And you're, and you're playing a gig. Okay. And what is the one song that, okay, let's, let, let me think of how I want to word this. What is the one song that you wish someone would request? And what is the one song that you
1: wish someone would not request? Uh well pretty much anytime somebody requests Dwight Yoakam I'll pretend like I've never heard of him and then I'll play like four in a row and just enjoy the hell out of it because his songs are just so fun to play man he's a I I would consider him a major influence on me just just cause his stuff is so energetic but it's it's country but it's got some obvious rock influences so fast as you Dwight Yoakam or Guitars Cadillacs and <laughs> his version of Little Sister yeah I'll just be up there having a good time there you um, go songs i would i wish people would not request um <laughs> that the list goes on and on and on I, it goes on forever um and i play down i play Nashville a lot too so um the younger crowds i i just don't i don't know very much new country music that's I know some luke Combs. I know John party and uh midland. Um, and that is about all of the modern countries that I can pull off. So people people request Sam Hunt. I'm like, I don't, I can't. They're like Dan and Shay. I'm like, "Mm, I can't. (laughs) You know, it's like you know, I could, but I'm not going to. I just, I can't do it. So you could have known
0: was listening, but I mean, you know, (laughs) I respect.
1: Would probably, you know, I, I don't want to try those songs, but if I did, it would probably suck.
0: <laughs> it's just not your vocal composition. That that that, that is the uh, that that would be my excuse. Say, oh, my voice can't do
1: that. Oh yeah.
0: Or just be like, not today. Maybe tomorrow. And then when maybe they come tomorrow, back tomorrow, the Sunday, next day. The next day, and just keep pushing it back. Two weeks later, you still haven't played the song. Come back another week. By that time, maybe they would have went home. So.
1: Two hundred dollars. Yeah
0: right <laughs> yeah right you'll play anything for a price I mean come oh, on yeah. um so so let me ask you at what point did you say like um at what point did you say like that I want you know I want to play music I want this is what I want to do um with my life and this is you know kind of what I want to do for a career and uh and, and what point do you do you hit that because like you said you I mean for, for a lot you started playing guitar you know you said 14 15 or so I mean that's for a lot of people you know that's a little bit on the later side. I started, I tried to pick up a guitar at 19, obviously it didn't work, but I mean, like you could pick it up anytime, but I feel like picking it up at some point in high school, people have been playing for a while. So at what point did you yeah. pick it up? Say I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I like this. I enjoy it. It's a hobby, but, I, but then you say, you know, I kind of see myself doing this long-term.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, my, my, my great uncle tried to teach me a little bit on guitar. So I knew the lick to Folsom prison and I knew like a G chord and that was pretty much all I knew uh, all through high school. You know, I was I was busy playing football and, uh, you know, getting seeing what kind of mischief I could get into. I didn't really um, I didn't really care enough about it to really take the time to practice. Um, so I really didn't get I didn't even think about I always loved music. And I thought, wow, it would be so cool to be a musician for a living in the back of my mind, but I never really thought much more about it. Um, but I got dared to sing, you know, I, I had sang along to the radio in front, of, in front of a few friends in high school. And I got dared to sing at the talent show that I was the host of. And um, I did it a cappella and I sang, paint me Birmingham, Tracy Lawrence. And the crowd went nuts. It was, you know, my, nobody in my high school other than a handful of friends knew I could sing at all. So the the reaction of it, everything, it was just like, dang, maybe yeah. I should, uh, maybe I should look into this a little bit. It, it felt really good. So, um, it was still in the back of my mind a little bit from that, but it gave me the confidence to try out for a, a bigger talent show in, um, a town called Columbia, Tennessee. It was like Muletown town idol or something like that. And I was like, you know, what, what the heck I'm gonna give it a shot and see what happens. And uh, there was, you know, um, 50, 60 people try out for it. And um, I was in the, yeah, I made it all the way to the finals. And it was just a really cool reaction in front of a big, even bigger crowd. And to hear it from people that weren't like my classmates, it just kind of, um, you know, just the, the, the judges and everybody there was just like, I, I can see, I could see you being a star one day. You should pursue this. And it kind of gave me the confidence to say, you know what? I think I'm going to give this a shot. I'm going to go chase this dream and pursue it. And I went to college at middle Tennessee state for music business, started learning guitar again, started writing songs. And I started a band with, you know, some, some classmates I'd met that love country music too. And, um, we, um, we did our thing. You know, I, I, I said, I'm going to go all in on music and make that my life.
0: I love that. I think that's great. And, and, um, you know, I think that's super cool for the people who, you know, say like maybe I want to do this, but maybe I'm not good enough or whatever they might think. You know, just take take the leap. You know, start singing out, and and obviously that that only helps you get a little bit better, right? And I, I think it's kind of cool that you have this like little, uh, this little st- secret that no one knew that you could sing, or, or or well, people knew you could sing, but not like that. So I think it's kind of cool that um that that you realize and you were like, oh, you know what, let's just do it. And, um, sometimes taking the risk is important. Right. So, and, and clearly it's, 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 it's working out for you. It's panning out. So it, that's awesome. And, um, really that's, that's cool. So awesome for you. Um, listen, dude, do you play around the house? Cause I know, you know, you, you are, you're a dad, right? So yeah. do you, do you play around the house? Do your kids, like do you sit there and do you strum the guitar or are, are you teaching, um, you teaching your son to play the guitar do, do, do you know do, do they sing with you like like are you always singing are you not singing like how does that go because if i was you i'd always be singing oh
1: <laughs> yeah well, you know i um i do i pick around a good little bit um you know usually i am i'm just running around you know cleaning up messes after you know the little hellions after they get out of school <laughs> I don't have a lot of time to teach them much of anything, but um, I I do have a little – I call it a gudulele. It's like a ukulele guitar mixture, basically. And uh, I have taught them a few things on that. And uh, I'm going to take the time to to teach them a few – teach them Folsom Prison Blues for sure. There you go. And, um, you know, I I usually do most of my playing around after everybody's in bed, and I just, you know, kind of quietly – playing my own, you know, actually front porch conversations, uh, one, a song on my album. I wrote it by myself after the kid, I put the kids to bed, you know, just pull the guitar out and picking around at the table. And, uh, that song kind of just came out of nowhere.
0: You know how I told you that I didn't have a favorite song on the album. Cause I, I couldn't pick one. Cause I liked them all. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I kind of fit that a little bit. I love that. song. Ha, that, that one might be my favorite. I'm going to be honest, but I appreciate yeah, love them all. Love them all. I don't know. That song is just one of the songs that, like, I feel like you don't you don't necessarily because because you know that's a true story. Like, you know that's coming from you, and I think that's why it probably um probably resonated with me more than more than anything else. But um, the whole album is a true story. But I think that that one, I don't know, it, it, it from beginning to end, I feel like you're you're hitting checkpoints. You know, you know what you're doing, and you can you can visually picture everything that you're being that you're saying which i think is important i think that's why i like the song so much personally that's my opinion
1: well thanks man yeah it, it's cool to you know just kind of be picking around and just kind of just hit with a wave of emotion and just start writing a song out of nowhere it was it was really weird honestly and just you know it, i wrote that song in like 30 45 minutes by myself just just picking around and that's usually not the case It's it's usually a lot of hard work and i'm you know, a lot of times I, I do enjoy co-writing with friends. So yeah. uh, I write a lot of songs with other people and get their influence, but it's cool to release a song that I completely wrote all of it by myself and yeah. hear stuff like that. You're saying,
0: yeah. How often do you, do you, uh, do you write a week? If you, if you could just give me a rough number of like how often you write a week. And I'm not even saying that's full songs that could yeah. just be like, like you said you know you put the kids to bed you're sitting on your uh, your porch there you're sitting in your in your uh, living room and you just you know maybe write a verse or you know you write half of the song or something like that yeah. so how often does that happen
1: man it really depends on the week you know before this record came out uh i was you know i was scheduling co-writes uh two or three a week um you know which um is a good a good amount of songs being written but you know i had a publishing deal um back in like 2015 and i was some nights i was writing like three songs a day just like scheduling three co-writes and just really um cranking them out you know which was a lot of fun but uh nowadays i just kind of write whenever i feel like it you know if i i don't have like a minimum delivery requirement nobody's gonna be too mad if i don't write a song on a certain day so um, I, I, I've been scheduling, uh, you know, I, I, two or three co-writes a week and, um, but I'm always looking for ideas. You know, if I'm watching a movie or I'm just driving down the road and an idea pops in my head, I'm pulling the voice memos out and I'm, I'm laying her down and I'll end up writing that song at some point.
0: You pull a lot of inspiration from movies. I only asked this because someone, uh, told me last week that they did. And I thought that that was, um, kind of cool because i i've never necessarily heard that before so i thought it was cool that that um the movie inspiration is actually a thing i've heard books i've heard people that people that read a lot um you know it helps them write songs but i've never heard movies so when you watch when you watch movies are there and i'm not necessarily necessarily saying like the the you know, the literal movie, but like maybe you watch a scene or you watch, you know, or or someone says something and they say a line and then you're like, oh, that's a cool idea for a song or that could be a cool title or that could be something to play off of.
1: Yeah. You know, honestly, I would probably get more song ideas from movies if I had the time to watch movies. I don't watch a ton of movies anymore, (laughs) but, um, you know, when I, when I think about song ideas from movies, I always think about, um, um, clear blue uh blue uh clear blue sky george Strait, that's from um forrest gump you know and uh it always kind of cracks me up when when i think about that but um you know i can't i can't think of any time that i've heard something in a movie and used it but i'm sure there is i've written so many songs i've forgotten about that that's a pretty good chance I have but in in the
0: demo jail, right? You put them in the yeah. demo jail or in demo the uh,
1: or, or 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 the
0: just the the ones that no one's ever going to hear, which is crazy. And I hate it that it's like that because I'm sure you have so many killers just sitting in a uh, in a notebook or in a folder somewhere on your computer or on your phone. Oh
1: yeah, I'm sure. If it makes you feel better, there's probably twice as many songs that suck that nobody's going to hear either, and it's a good thing. So. <laughs> <laughs> I write – you know, when you're writing three songs a day for two or three years, um, you're going to write some turds every now and then.
0: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair enough, some, you know.
1: Wrote some really – I've written some really cool songs that um, that probably nobody will ever hear. But I've also had a few of them cut by, like, some smaller independent artists. And I'm like, oh, okay, that makes me feel good. That's cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and then you hear it, and then you – they always obviously probably um, – you know deliver it in a different way than you probably would have so it's kind of cool to hear it in a different way and oh, yeah. um I always thought that idea was cool I mean uh I know that there that there is someone uh, that I know uh, fairly well that cut a song and then a few months later they cut a song independently I don't I don't know how this all went cuz I I just actually don't but cut a song and then a little bit maybe a year later honestly, someone else cut the same song they didn't write that original song and they did it in a different way than that original person did it and they didn't know each other and he told me he's like it's really cool to see it done in a different way than the way that i did it so i think that that's kind of dope And, and and um i don't know if i could sing i think it'd be really really cool for someone to sing my song so um you know that's awesome why don't we uh kind of get into the album a little bit here kind of dive into this t- dive into this record because it's great and and we should really talk about it obviously um so like you just said you know you write two or three songs a week you know you have a t- you have a ton of songs that you know you necessarily people may not hear you have a 10 song record here 10 songs that's a lot of songs right you know that, that's bigger than an ep so you know this is th- this is you know, a good, a good, uh, handful of songs here. How do you depict and how do you decide record record for 10 songs? Like, how do you not even go back and say, Oh, this one might be better because that is the one thing that I never understood. And I'm going to ask you because you said that you have so many other songs. It's like, I don't understand how it's like picking your favorite kid. How do you decide what songs you want on the record?
1: It's really tough to be honest. And um, you know, it's crazy because some of these songs on this album, I wrote, a couple years ago because i've been you know i've been uh, i've been working with my producer andy on this project for probably about three years now and um it's funny how you write a song and you record it one way we actually went back and had to re-record some parts because we just fell out of love with the style of it and it just you know we we thought we wanted it one way and we decided we wanted another way later on and um we put a lot, a lot of thought into what songs would go on the record. And um, luckily, me and my producer and my manager, the three of us kind of all weighed the options. And, um, you know, this is uh, what we came up with. And um, we thought it'd be cool to do a cover song on there, too. And just a, you know, just a buddy of mine's heard me play An Empty Glass out live before and just thought, man, it would be really cool of you to record that song.
0: And it is really cool. Uh,
1: well, I appreciate it, man. So I, I'm glad that we did that.
0: Yeah, I think I think that that's that that is really cool, because I mean, like we just talked about, you know, you interpret that song in a different way than the original. So and it's going to sound different. And I think it's really, really cool, especially kind of coming in hard. Um, um, you know, with the first with the first song, um, you know, that that song's a little bit more. Um, upbeat and uh, the, that's the the uh, the title track, "Stubborn Heart," right? So you come in with that, and then you slow it down with an empty glass. That's awesome. That's so cool. So, um, I just think it was a cool idea, and I, I'm glad you did it. Um, like I said, the album's called "Stubborn Heart." It's ten songs, one cover song, um, a couple of songs you may have already heard. That is uh, "Miss Tennessee." Uh, as well as uh, Things That Make Me Smile and um, From Porch Conversations are three singles that are already released. So um, then you add on the other songs and it makes a fantastic full project. If you haven't listened to it already, please go and listen to it. Um, It is really great. Uh, Shelby, what does this record mean to you as as a whole? This is your second studio. Uh, Well, your second full length project, right? Um, So what does this one mean to you? And what did you learn the second time around that you did the first time around?
1: yeah absolutely so this is my the first full-length album that i've released uh independently that's fair and uh i, I released this one with you know it, it means a lot to me because i was working on it with my buddy andy and uh i feel like i i took a lot of time to kind of figure myself out as a songwriter and, as, and an artist uh from the first time i was still that, that first record i was still really green to writing songs. And that, you know, for being in the studio at all. So I just I just feel like um I feel like this album really kind of suits me and who I am. And. um Yeah, it just means a lot to me, man. Stubborn Heart itself, the the title track, it's just a song about chasing your dreams and not giving up and pursuing things, even when even when it gets tough, you know, and that's kind of been my theme song. And um I was glad to glad to uh make that the title track
0: you know what i always say i always say you know keep on keeping on. or when the going gets tough you might as well keep going so that's why i love that song and i literally thought that in the car yesterday dude. i'm not kidding because you know on fridays when all this music comes out i sometimes i get around to it sometimes it takes me a couple of days to get around to it because i can't stay up till 3 a.m listen to all this music when it comes out at midnight so, right. so, so and and i really like i i do this thing i'm sure you're the same way but um When an artist that I that I like and that I, you know, stand behind her or or and I'm saying this from a guy like I I don't I don't matter. But when but but when someone I enjoy as a fan comes out with an album, I save the albums for last because I really like to hear them. I don't just like to listen to them. Right. So I really like to listen to them in full. So what I did was I knew that was going to be in the car. I listened to the whole album full. And when I played that song, the first thing I thought was, you know keep on keeping on like when the going gets tough don't just stop you might as well just keep going right so i was like this is a great way for the album to just kind of segue into the rest of it so great choice really great choice and fantastic song fantastic song thanks man really really um so if you had to pick okay so i don't know what song on here is the one that like i don't know i'm, I'm sure you've written some of these songs like you said you've written some of them years ago do you know what the first one you wrote off this record was
1: that is a good question. I think it might have been –
0: I got you. I stumped you.
1: You, you. I think you might have, but <laughs> let me think here. I think um, one. it may not be the first. It might be – it's one of the first. Um, I wrote Things That Make Me Smile with Tori Touye and uh, Andrew Scott Wills uh, two or three years ago now. And I just remember it's like, you know, we, me and him, we got together and I was, uh, you know, fresh out of a deal and, you know, asking him for advice. And he's like, well, you know, man, I I believe in what you're doing. and I love your music. I think that, you know, I would love to work with you and produce a record on you and see what we can do. I was like, well, let's do that. And we started writing towards it. I think Tori was one of our first co-writes. And Things That Make Me Smile came out and were like, damn that's pretty good i think we're going we're on to something here and i think stubborn heart might have been the next song that we wrote so that was all in the same time frame yeah. and i just remember stubborn heart coming together and thinking wow that is a cool concept that's a cool title it would be so cool to have a record yeah called stubborn heart
0: yeah
1: uh, so we made it happen
0: well so 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 if you don't mind me asking and Whatever you don't Well, if you don't mind me asking I'm just gonna say this So Stubborn Heart You said you were fresh out of a deal When the song came So is that where that song came from?
1: Yeah, absolutely I think it's part of that And, um, you know, just being When you're getting a paycheck To write songs for a living You know, it's uh, it's gratifying But it's also um, You know, you, I, I I learned a lot about You know, the music industry And publishing And uh, what it takes to, to do that And uh, getting out of that you know, I, there's a lot of um, doubt, a lot of fear. Like, what the hell am I going to do? You know, am I going to be able to pay my bills on my own right now? Am I? Do I need to try to get another deal? And, uh, you know, I, I was playing a lot of shows. I uh, had a booking deal and that company. I actually went out of business. So um, I just took, I took some of the contacts I made while I was there myself and started booking myself. And, uh, you know, just I was uh, – playing shows, making a pretty good living, just doing it on my own. And that's kind of uh, what that song's about. Like, it's not easy, but I got to wake up. I got to drive however long for a a week of shows and just do what I was meant to do.
0: And I respect that song so much more than what I did about an hour ago. So, so then, so I don't want to dwell on too much, but at what point, so you put this record out, right? You said, you know, when you were starting to write these songs, you know, some of them you were fresh out of the deal here, but um, did you feel that you, you know, you were kind of able to write and put out what you wanted at that point, because, you know, you, you were in independent and you can just kind of, kind of just go for it. So d- was there, did you realize that there was risks that you were allowed to take and that you were, um, like this, like this record, like you said, like, this is all about you. So did you, did you think that like, man, like this could be great. Like this could be something that, that, that I, you know, I put my heart and soul into in that, um, you know, I, 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 I have all, you have all the control, like basically the ball's in your core. You just have to decide what you want to do with it. So that must be, it must've been the good feeling too.
1: You, you, you hit the nail on the head, Kyle. That's yeah. That's exactly how it was. You know, I, I, I thought, you know, if I, if, you know, working with my producer, Andy, we got to talking about what the sound wanted to be and how to make it. And we're just like, well, kind of a lot of the influences we talked about is like, you know, I, I grew up on Southern rock and Bakersfield country and You know, I I, I don't I don't see me being successful to being a pop country artist or being anything else. You know, that's the popular thing right now. Um, I'm not going to be able to sell that because it's not who I am. You know, I just need to stick to what I do and what I love. And, you know, there's seven billion people on Earth there's, there's, there's probably a handful of people that will like what I'm doing. Hopefully. So I
0: think a little bit more than a handful. That's what I'll <laughs> say. I think, I, I think maybe two, maybe five handfuls, but definitely more than a handful. Um, <laughs> no, I, you know, what, Shelby, I think that that's kind of why, um, you know, why I, I think a big part of music here is that we don't just resonate with, with, with the, the, and I think this is why country music is important, you know, it's, it's not just about the song. It's about what the artist is saying. And I think that you kind of, you know, especially, especially, you know, an independent artist, you know, we kind of follow your journey here and, you know, we follow you on social medias and things like that. And it's it's not necessarily just falling in love with the music, but what I think I like about you personally is that, and I, I I think I thought I knew this before. And now I know this now is that, you know, you are, you are real, you are who you are. You're not really going to, change that just because it's the business, right? And and you're kind of doing exactly what you want to do the way you want to do it. And that you can only respect that. And that is exactly why I think a lot of people get into this business and why I think you ultimately succeed. Not that my opinion matters. I'm just saying that's where I'm coming from.
1: Well, hell yeah, man. I appreciate you.
0: Of course. Um, so um, just to wrap it up here a little bit. So, um, you know, you're, you're, you're playing out um a little bit more here and there now which is uh which is awesome um you know you released this full album um the album cover is dope it kind of gives me the whole um uh Skynyard vibe that's kind of what I'm getting from it nice. um I think that I don't know that's what I thought I thought that was cool but um I just think it's awesome that you kind of get to play these songs out and that you got to kind of get to show people who you are and um Listen, I wish you nothing but the best with this album. It's obviously doing great if you just look at the numbers from Spotify numbers alone, right? I mean, can't get there from a beer. It almost 40,000 streams just on Spotify. This um, Tennessee is uh, over 100,000. And Just Stone is climbing up there to 100. You know, so there's, there's obviously people are receiving this pretty well which I think is just awesome for you. And I think it's really, really cool, but what do you have? What like what's next for you, you put this record out and do you want to just kind of let it marinate for a while? Or do you just kind of want to hit the ground running, run and play the songs out, write more, figure some stuff out and then keep pumping more music. Obviously, you know, you got to let it sit, but what's the plan?
1: Yeah, man. Well, between me and you, Kyle and everybody listening, I've, you know, I've, um, I've been recording a kind of side project. Cool. Uh apart from these songs right here on stubborn heart. Um, and, um, some I wrote and some I didn't write some of the other, you know, bigger name songwriters have, have written. And we are going to, um, see where those songs take us and what we can do with them and see what kind of home we can find for them. And meantime, I'm going to be just, um, I'm going to be just telling everybody that'll listen about this album and, playing shows anywhere that'll let me and just really promoting stubborn heart and, um, you know, going to, going to shows and selling t-shirts and trying to keep the momentum rolling, man. There you go.
0: There you go. That's how you do it. And, uh, you know, I think it's going to take you far and a little side project. That's exciting too. I hope we get to hear that soon too. And I, I, uh, I look forward to hearing that and, and whatever you have planned with that. Um, I think that's cool. And I think that it's awesome that I always say, you know, what I, what I can take from you is that you're having fun doing this. And I think that's probably the most important thing. That's why people get in music in general. So um, I think it's cool to look and see, see how much fun you're having and and, and just kind of, you know, doing what you love to do. And um, that's really awesome. That really is. Shelby, it was awesome getting to hang out with you, getting to talk to you about your record, um, getting to talk about all the other little things. And um, I feel like this has been a long time coming, but it was a great time. And uh, I thank you for coming to sit down with me today. I appreciate it.
1: Kyle, you're the man. Appreciate you, dude.
0: Thank you, dude. Everybody, you can follow uh, Shelby on Instagram, all one word. And um, listen, go listen to his record, Stubborn Heart. It's out now. It's fantastic. Go spin it, go love it. Do all the great things. It's great. You're going to love it. Trust me. Just trust me. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Remember Country Music Podcast. Remember to rate, subscribe, and this five stars. fill the episode and follow us on Instagram at RCM underscore podcast. New episodes come out every Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central. I'm Kyle. That's Shelby Lee We'll see you next week. Bye bye now.